You know, as educators, we often think that the role of being a leader is just reserved for those people in the offices at our school. On today's episode, we're going to hear about ways that we can be leaders of our own students from someone who has been a leader in the coaching field, the classroom, and in the battlefield. Welcome to the STEM Everyday Podcast. Each episode features educators sharing their practical ideas to put more science, technology, engineering, and math into every classroom every day. For show notes and more information, visit dailystem.com. Here's your host, Chris Woods. Well, welcome back to the STEM Everyday Podcast, educators. And today we have a special guest who, as a former STEM teacher, he has taken on more leadership roles in his career in education and outside of education. It's going to be an incredible opportunity for us to really think about not only how we deal with kids in our classroom as a leader, but how do we bring those goals of of leadership to to our everyday lives and, and all different parts and aspects of that. So today's guest is John Van Dusen. You can find out more about him at johnvandusen.com or on Twitter at Mr. Underscore JVD. He's the author of Lesson One, Leveraging Leadership in Everyday Life. I can't wait for us to uh, to get to know John, and I know John very well. Uh, welcome to the show today. Hey, thanks a lot for having me. I appreciate it. Yeah, and um, I've known John from way back because we're from the same part of rural Michigan, and so uh, we, we kind of know what it's like to teach in those kind of rural small schools where really everybody kind of takes a leadership role, like it or not. Yeah, you, you absolutely have to. And, uh, you know, like we were talking before, if somebody has to work on their prep hour or somebody has to go somewhere, uh, you just naturally have to step in and be a leader of some kind, whether you want to or not. Yeah. And, and for us as educators, us in a classroom and, and many of us trying to try to think of ways that we can we can lead our kids to, to those STEM concepts or uh, learning STEM or, or careers in STEM, uh, they're going to need some leadership skills as well. And so so thinking about leadership is actually a really important thing that we can be we can be drawing into our classroom. So so, John, maybe just give a little bit of background of how uh, you were able to, as a teacher, write this book that really is phenomenal about leadership. Sure. So like many things, this was kind of a pandemic project, yeah. right? I had back in 2014, when I got back from Afghanistan, I started writing down little notes of things because I was working full-time for the Michigan National Guard at that time. Mm-hmm. And then as the pandemic hit, I I opened that up one day and I was like, well, holy smokes, I have a lot of, of pretty good information here. And my really good friend, Kyle Anderson had published a book. And I saw you had published a book and I thought to myself, man, I could, I could maybe turn this into a book. Mm-hmm. Um, and basically what I did is I take my experience from the classroom, been mm-hmm. teaching since 2007 mm-hmm. and also coaching the, mm-hmm. at the middle school and high school level. And I combine that with my army experience, which I'll hit 22 years, either the Michigan national guard or the army reserves at the end of this month. Mm-hmm. And I took all these little lessons that I had and I kind of framed them in those three arenas. So whether you're a teacher, a coach, an army officer, uh, or none of those things, you should be able to see yourself in one of those roles uh, as you move to these lessons. Yeah. And again, uh, John, first of all, we do have to say thank you for uh, your service and both as an educator and and in the military and as a coach as well, but uh, especially in the military and putting your putting yourselves in harm's way to to protect freedom and liberty around the world. We just really appreciate that. Um, and for any educator out there, uh, same thing uh, to each of you as well. Um, but but I love that it, you, the classroom, the locker room and the battlefield uh, really gives us three different perspectives, but they really all have a lot of those same focus that those same ideas of leadership that we can influence those people around us and make things better uh, wherever we are. And and the one thing I truly, I 
try to point out in here is that you are a leader every day. Mm-hmm. And sometimes you're only leading yourself. Sometimes it's, you know, you're leading your, your son's softball practice. Sometimes it's, you're leading a staff development. Sometimes you're just yeah. leading a, a small group on the basketball court or on the field or whatever you're doing. Mm-hmm. At some point, somebody's the leader and somebody's a follower. And either way, you're in a great position to make yourself better. Yeah. And what I like most about the book, and again, it's called Lesson One, Leveraging Leadership in Everyday Life. And actually, John's been uh, gracious enough. Uh, he has a special code that if you want to enter the code daily stem, you'll get a, a percent off of the book if you go to johnvandusen.com. Um, but I, I love it because you've got not just one big idea of, of leadership, but you broke it down into to 21 small, very practical ways that, that we can be a leader every day. Yeah. And that kind of goes with the title of the book and also every chapter. Every chapter is called Lesson One. The reason that is, is I had 21 lessons all written out and I was trying to put them in order that made sense. Mm-hmm. And I, I couldn't do it. I was thinking, well, my my army brain is putting them in this order because this makes sense. But then my teacher brain is kind of doing it this way. Mm -hmm. Uh, And then I really began to think like, these are really, we always talk about tools in the toolbox, Mm -hmm. you know, but how practical is, is that? And and this really is because you might be leading a staff meeting where you're going to reach in and you might pull out one of these lessons for that 20 minutes that you're leading that. And then maybe you're helping out at church. So you're going to reach in and grab a different tool out of this. So every one of them could be the most important lesson for whatever it is you're doing, not just that day, but that specific activity. Right. And, and I, I like it a lot, John, because it's, it's very all about trying to be really a, a humble and an effective leader. It's not, it's not someone that's trying to be that, that person in front to, Hey, look at me, notice me. Um, and I think educators are naturally like that. A lot of us kind of uh, hesitate to jump into roles of leadership. We're a little unsure, like somebody else can be the principal, somebody else can be that leader uh, in our hallway, in our group. And um, because, because I think we, we feel like our, all of our students are learning, we're still learning too. So I think that being a, a servant leader role, it can really help us as educators kind of get over that hump. Yeah. And that's one of the chapters in here is called flip the pyramid. And mm-hmm. what, what we're really talking about there is when you think about a leader in an organization, you think about they're on the very top of the pyramid and they have, you know, it cascades down and they have people that work for them. Mm-hmm. And by flipping the pyramid, this is an idea that came out of Afghanistan specifically. Mm-hmm. I mean, I, I told my platoon leaders who worked for me, I said, you don't necessarily work for me. I work for you, whatever I can do mm-hmm. to make you successful. Mm-hmm. And I challenged them to do the same with their squad leaders, even though they're in oh, charge, right? They need to work for their subordinates to make them successful. Because as you make your subordinates successful down the chain, you know, that all that success comes right back up. So you can be an even more successful leader by, by just a little viewpoint switch and saying, I am mm-hmm. actually working for my subordinates to make them yeah. as successful as I possibly can. Yeah. And that flipping the pyramid, I'm, I'm just imagining, you know, a principal is going to empower their teachers, their staff to, to take those leadership roles in the classroom where that teacher is then flipping the pyramid for those students to take those roles and really take hold of their own learning. That's exactly right. And if you think, you know, anybody who's been around a school for a few minutes, they've seen both types, right? They've seen the the administrator or the leader who is authoritarian, very top down, you will do it mm-hmm. this way. And then we've also seen or the administrator who is very bottom up and, Hey, I want your ideas. You people are in the classrooms all the time. What is the best way that we can lesson plan? What's the best way we can professionally develop ourselves? What's the best way we can help our students with this? And 
it's, it's no secret that that is always better when your teachers are empowered and when your students are empowered, you know, great things almost always come out of that. Yeah. And again, John Van Dusen, uh, you can find him on Twitter at Mr. Underscore JVD and johnvandusen.com. And again, use the code daily STEM, you'll get a uh, percent off the, the book that you buy there. It's, it's available everywhere as well. Definitely got to give a shout out to Road to Awesome Publishing, uh, started by Darren Papard, great educator and uh, principal leader himself, right? Absolutely. Yeah, it's been real journey. And I'm sure you have a similar a similar story about taking an idea that's just on a Word document mm-hmm. and, and turning it into a physical book that you can turn into. And I'm very grateful for for Darren and Road to Awesome for that, for sure. Yeah. yeah. Now let's uh, let's talk about a few of those lesson number ones, Sean. Uh, some of them just uh, in that table of contents. Be there. Surround yourself with smart people. Then listen to them. Ask the stupid question. Uh, you talked about flipping the pyramid. Uh, making a decision, even if it's the bad one. So many of them are very practical that, like like we said, classroom, locker room, battlefield, it doesn't matter uh, wherever you're leading. These are these are some great uh, lessons for all this. Take care of yourself. We've talked so much about that in the past couple of years. Be yourself, exploit the talent around you. What are some that, that really kind of stand out to you? I, I mean, I know they're all important lessons, but... Uh, I think one of them, and I kind of take this from multiple angles, is ask the stupid question. Because <laughs> because you're a middle school teacher, John. Right. I get tons of them. Right. Yeah. Um, I got I got asked the other day why there weren't airplanes during the War of 1812. So. Oh. But let's not a stupid question. No, it's um, a good question. But the reason I, I say I take that from a couple different angles is uh, in the army we have a lot of briefings and a ton of acronyms, and I'm I talk about it in the book. But there there will be times that an acronym is brought up over and over and over again, and Nobody, you know, you look around the room and you can tell nobody knows what that acronym is. Yeah. But nobody is willing to raise their hand and, and ask <laughs> because they don't want to admit. But, and I talk about it in the book, but if you have that question, you can almost guarantee there's other people in the room that have the same question. And yeah. from, from the other side of that, I try to, especially in coaching, like I try to think of the stupid question that a player might ask, because mm-hmm. if they don't understand what we're asking them to do because of something simple, you know, they might, I might say, Hey, I need you to do a trap pull on this play. Oh. If they don't know what that is, they're going to try their best, you know, but I need to break it down and say, Hey, do you know what a trap pull is? Which might seem like a stupid question, but I know I'm going to get the answer. No, from somebody. And that's, you know, just another opportunity to make everybody on the team better. Yeah. And then again, as educators, if we don't ask, be willing to, to ask that question, say, hey, are you sure you understand? Or, or even finding a good way to phrase that and say, you know, maybe, maybe not all of you remember this. So let's let's back up, review it. And that, that's so good, John. What are, what are some of the other favorites of yours? This one I wrote long before the pandemic. Mm-hmm. Uh, but it, again, it comes from from army training. But it's if it's important, get a teacher in front of the group. Yeah. And I, and I think we've probably magnified that this year because all of us in some form of fashion have had either online students been completely online. Uh, I currently teach for the Army Reserve. So we've, we've done both. We've done it online, in person. Last month, we had two students online and 12 in person. So it's, it's absolutely wild what we've been asked to do. Mm-hmm. And I think out of, out of all the things that we have done, I think we've all learned that putting people in a room with a teacher is always going to be better. Yeah. You know, and I know, I know there are exceptions and some students really thrive in that online environment, but I think 
even if they thrive in that, you're missing out with so much of the other things that happen in a small group or in a large group where there's, you know, the sidebar conversations, yep. which are actually productive. And that's where a lot of the depth and the richness of a lesson can come from. Mm -hmm. So although I talk about it in there, um, it's, it's referencing mostly army training where you have to sit in front of your computer and just watch an hour long video and then take a little quiz. <laughs> We've, we've um, all done that, I think, for like, you know, different kind of PD regulation oh, things sure. we have to do at the beginning of the year as educators. But for sure. And and how much better would some of those things be if if, if we were actually together? And I mean, they certainly couldn't be any worse, some of those things. <laughs> <laughs> right. And, and you know, you you understand it because some of those things, it's a cost thing. Yeah, You know, even to put you and I in the same room is going to cost $500 by the time we buy gas and bridge toll and hotel. Mm -hmm. So in a way you can understand some of it, but at, at the same time, if it's really important, you need to put people in, in a room together to, to talk about things. Yeah. Now, one, one of my, I think, favorite ones is, you know, and I talk about this with my students a lot as a math teacher is, is you play how you practice. And, you know, I mean, you as a coach understand that for sure. As, as a math teacher, I'm always telling my kids, you're doing whatever lesson it is, you are practicing to get better, to be prepared for, for that game someday. That, that job, that career is your game. Your, your interview for that job is your, your playoff game. Some thoughts from that one there, John? Absolutely. And that is, that's one of my favorites. And I use it with my players all the time. But that originates from a story that came out of Iraq before mm -hmm. I deployed there. Yeah. In that a, a small unit was in a, a little gunfight and the, the leader told everybody, hey, get back in your trucks. We're we're moving. And one of the young soldiers bent down to pick up his brass from firing his rifle. Mm -hmm. And when you read that, you're like, that's crazy. Why would anybody ever do that? Well, that young soldier had learned in training events. If he took the 30 seconds to pick up as much brass as he could he wouldn't have to go back out to that training area later and do it. So he was, he was fighting exactly how he had trained. And that goes to the football field. If you aren't using a whistle, you know, your, your players aren't going to be conditioned to a whistle. If you're sloughing off on, on a tackle because you don't want to hurt your friend, mm -hmm. uh, that's, that's what's going to come out in the game. You can't just turn it on. And I think that's a common right. misconception. Oh, I'll turn it on on game day. Well, yeah. you can't, you have to practice because you're going to play Whatever you do in practice, that's exactly how you're going to play. So you need to play as if you're in the game. Yeah. And again, as educators, we've got to help find ways for our kids to uh, to feel like they are in a game situation. And, and and I think for a lot of STEM teachers, that's that's where we see that that hands-on aspect, that that taking the content out of the book and, and transferring it to a project, to a challenge, to a PBL lesson, to uh, something like that. That's where it could really uh, take take it to a whole number, another level for our students. So. Absolutely. Without a doubt. Yeah. And again, John's uh, taught uh, a number of years doing uh, doing STEM with kids. And, and now you're as a, as a history teacher. And, and again, lesson one, leveraging leadership in everyday life. Uh, great book. Um, I, just, I just really can't uh, recommend it enough. And uh, just so appreciate that. Uh, John, I, I love to ask people, you know, especially because I think you have such a, a tremendous perspective from all the different aspects of, of life that you have. Your goal, your thoughts on, on what the future of education is, is going to look like for, for our kids, you know, in terms of STEM education or just education in general. Well, I think it really comes down to getting students to believe in themselves and what they can do, mm -hmm. you know, looking at a job and saying, I, I could do that one day. Yeah. And also, I think in order to get there, you almost have to, to go the other way and say, teach students that it's okay to fail. Yeah. And I know when I was teaching STEM class, 
pre-kindergarten through fifth grade, all of our projects are basically set up on that premise that we're going to figure out how far we can do something until it fails. We're going to build this tower until it fails. We built bridges until they failed. And we'd actually celebrate the failure mm. because that meant that we now had an opportunity to make it better. And I saw some students, especially at the younger ages, they could not handle that. You know, their tower would fall down and it was tears and they're all upset. But as we kept going with that and started kind of, it sounds really odd, but celebrating the failures, yeah. you know, their tower would fall and they're right back on it. Like, Hey, Mr. Van Dusen, I know how to make it better this time. Mm-hmm. So I think that's something that we need to instill in our students is obviously working towards making ourselves better. And there is literally no job that anybody out there can't do. Right. And two, celebrating the failure as an opportunity to make it better next time. You know, yeah. not trying to fail, but pushing right. your, pushing yourself to the point of failure. Yeah, I, I really love that perspective, John. I mean, I'm, I'm thinking as, a, as an educator, I mean, that's like the price of listening to this podcast right now. I mean, you just got your money's worth, educators, right now <laughs> from, from that lesson alone. Um, really appreciate it. And again, they're going to have that job someday, and we have to be preparing them for that. John, because you're a teacher, I, I got to ask the question, if you could have somebody, past or present, be that ultimate guest speaker for your kids in your classroom, uh, who would you pick? So I, I'm glad you asked this question and, and I'll, there's a little story behind it, but I would have literally any astronaut who spent any time on the International Space Station. Wow. And the reason I say that is when I was a STEM teacher mm-hmm. and even, even today, just because they're so amazing, mm-hmm. there's, there's a ton of these short little videos of how do you brush your hair in space? How do you yeah. brush your teeth in space? How do you make a peanut butter sandwich in space? Because, and the reason I would pick an astronaut is they are doing, you know, stuff that's way over way yeah. over my head. I mean, a lot super of them technical, are, right? Yeah, right. They're doctors and engineering and all these amazing things, but they're also doing everyday things like washing their hair and brushing their teeth. So mm-hmm. I think I, I would want an astronaut to come speak to my class and I'm sure I could work in the history there somehow, but I think, <laughs> oh yeah, it's so amazing what those men and women are doing as well as just existing, right? Just surviving yeah. Yeah, up there. Those, uh, drink drinking water is a is a task up there. So I would right. love to have an astronaut yeah. in my classroom. Yeah, and I'm sure there's a whole lot of uh, leadership lessons that uh, that they could share from from being crammed together in a, in a small space like that for uh, for days and weeks and months. So um, also ties right into that that leadership idea. So John, I really appreciate it. I'm just an incredible educator. Uh, definitely check out johnvandusen.com or at Mr. Underscore JVD on Twitter. Uh, the book is Lesson One, Leveraging Leadership in Everyday Life. Any, any other last thoughts for us today, John? I just really appreciate you and your platform and having me on. I know I started following you when you were up in Calumet mm-hmm. uh, as a math teacher, and I, I just thought you had really amazing things. And then I realized you're only about 100 miles away. So <laughs> uh, even though you've, you've moved, I appreciate connecting with you and appreciate yeah. you having me on the show here. Yeah, appreciate it, John. And, and, and same to you. It's, uh, we, we learn from each other and, and we become better from each other. And I, I really appreciate your taking the time to, to all those little thoughts, like you said, adding them to a little Word document and then uh, turning that into a book to, to help out so many educators out there. And uh, definitely educators, if you're thinking about leadership, this is a very practical, easy to read book that just kind of gives you some perspectives from someone who's right there in the trenches, uh, like a lot of us. It doesn't read like a like a principally leadershipy kind of book. It's 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 right on and, and adapted for us, and and some great stories in it too. Appreciate it, John, and keep up the great work. Yeah, thank you, sir. 
Yep. And again, educators, uh, if you haven't already, subscribe to the STEM Everyday Podcast on your favorite podcast app. Leave a review. It helps more educators to find out about it. And to find all the archive shows or any more information or how to connect with me, head to dailystem.com. In the meantime, just keep up the great work, educators. You're doing the most important job. You're finding ways to encourage every kid in every classroom every day. Get excited and take hold of their learning.